You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we come to you for another Flashback Friday episode. That is right, our second one. Last week was successful, so we thought we'd bring it back. And it was again you who chose who we wanted to play this week. And this week's episode, we're going to play a classic interview by the winner of Survivor Guatemala, Danny Boatwright. No spoilers, Danny wins Guatemala. Now, this is a a very fun chat, very requested chat, actually, since we initially posted this idea of a flashback Friday. And all the more relevant, too, given that Danny will be on season 40 next year, the all-winners season. And somebody who I've always touted as a person I believe could easily win again should she come back and play in an all-winner season. So this is a fascinating chat, and one of the winners I feel that really sells her game more so than she's ever, ever given credit for in the history of Survivor. So if you've never heard this, or it's been a long time since you've heard this one, then sit back, buckle up, and listen to a fantastic chat with the winner of, and no spoilers, Survivor Guatemala, Danny Boatwright. Danny Boatwright competed on the 11th season of Guatemala where she outwitted, outplayed and outlasted everybody else to win the season and be declared the sole survivor. After initially starting off in a powerful position on her tribe, she soon found herself against the numbers after the merge. But a crucial challenge win saw her stock rise and she took out one of the most underrated wins in the history of the show. I spoke to Danny about Stephanie being a spoiled brat, why she deliberately hid her strategy from the cameras, as well as what she kept saying to Jeff Croats that really pissed him off. Danny, big pleasure to have you here on the show today. Oh, thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be on your show. I love Australia, so this is a real treat. It's a real treat to have you as well, because I will say, we always like to give the, the statistics before we start the interview. You're the eighth person from Guatemala to be on this show, and you're the tenth different winner we've spoken to today. So uh, that's it's just even more exciting to add you to that list. Wow, good. I can't believe I'm the eighth person from Guatemala. Wow. Mm, it's actually... <laughs> been on top of it. Been first. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually. Guatemala, we went um, a period there where we hadn't spoken to anybody. It was the last season we actually um, ticked off our list, and we've really caught up now. We're with, If we get one more person, we're at the halfway point. Mm, it's it works out very well in the end, but I mean, maybe I can help you out. You can. I can help you get some more of the Guatemala people. Well, look, you can you can connect us, Danny. We never say no to an opportunity if it's presented to us like that. Okay, <laughs> we'll talk. Thank you. We'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> but it's uh, it's been seven years, obviously, uh, since your time on the show. And uh, as I mentioned to you off air, Danny, you're one of our most requested guests. A lot of people are always wanting to hear from you. Now, does this surprise you to see that you're? Uh, uh, you're in demand still after all this time? That is because I was boring. I mean, I didn't do anything <laughs> crazy. I wasn't mean. And it seems like everybody wants, you know, a, a wrestle. You know, they want to talk to Russell. They want to talk to guys <laughs> who are just crazy. And I'm just not that way. I'm normal. I'm all American girl. And now I'm married with two kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's um it's kind of got this intrigue factor about you and your win. Because I, I, I know a lot of questions we've gotten today uh, when we eventually get to the listener questions relate to your gameplay, your strategy, how you played. So I think a lot of people obviously have these questions asking about how you played and um, and your win because I've found, Danny, that a lot of people don't rate your win as one of the best, which is interesting considering the odds you overcame in your season. Right. Well, and I think 
tend to get overlooked, and I think a lot of it has to do with the edit that I got. Mm. Um, they made it look like I, well, first of all, they brought back Bobby, John, and Stephanie. Mm-hmm. So that was clearly the focus of the show. And so I just didn't get much airtime, I think. And, and that made me look a little under the radar. And everybody who knows me laughs at that because they know I'm not under the radar. And the whole time I was scheming because they never showed it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just trying to do it with a smile. You know, my mom calls me the velvet steamroller. And that's so true. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. I think, actually, I'm pretty sure it was Brian from your season mentioned that you were the uh, the little steam train that could, and that's how you won the season. Because I, I know from um, uh, people who will question, I suppose, your win, we get a lot of fans of your win. I mean, people from your season, um, Tracy from Micronesia is a massive fan of yours. She uh, spoke at length about wow. your win. So you have a huge fan base out there too, Danny, which I'm so glad to be able to chat to you to, uh, to bring you to your fans. <laughs> wow, that is amazing. I'm so flattered. <laughs> you know, Brian from my season, talking about him, he was the one, I think, if uh, Tribes hadn't gotten switched up, he really could have been um, a, a winner mm. because he really knows the game. He's a true fan, as you know, talking to him. And um, I really was anxious to get him out of there because he was a player. <laughs> yeah, well, um, he, he obviously mentioned, uh, obviously, after the uh, the switch, how things fell because in any season of Survivor when there's a tribal switch, I mean, it generally works for or against you. And, I mean, for yourself, right. Danny, uh, after that switch, you're in a, a numbers advantage, which I suppose then kind of fell away a little bit come the merge when you're on the disadvantage, which, again, this is where your win, I suppose, deserves to rank higher because you're outnumbered six to four you're the last of your tribe at that point but you still managed to end up in that final two you still managed to walk away with a million dollars where's the respect <laughs> well you know wow listen to you <laughs> you are a fan man yes <laughs> uh, i'm sorry remember is that how it was <laughs> yes no um it was amazing because when we had that um the switch I, you know, ended up with most of well, my alliance, except for Blake. He wasn't really a part of my alliance. It was, it was Brooke and um, Margaret. And, but, of course, um, Blake thought he was part of our alliance, you know, and we carried that on for a while until, you know, we got, got rid of him. But um, when the merge happened, they looked at those guys as a threat just simply because they were men. Mm. And so I had a little more time to look who was the head of their alliance and to cut the head off the snake, you know. So it gave me a little bit of time because they were looking at the guys to vote them off first and then one of those key immunities that help, uh, you know, throw some cogs in the wheel there. Mm, yeah, well, Brooke actually, um, you mentioned Brooke, she was the first person we spoke to from Guatemala and um, she, she mentioned obviously uh, working with you in those early parts and how it could have turned differently for her had the switch worked in her advantage because I think Brooke mentioning editing, she's one that, um, you know, some people might fail to remember too much because she's early to go, the editing wasn't favourably and you know, how different could the season be if Brooke had stuck around a little bit longer? Oh, true. Yes, yeah, she's a very smart girl and a beautiful person and we were really close and if she had ended up on, you know, our side in that switch, then things really would have been different. Mm-hmm. How much of a fan of Survivor Danny were you before you actually went on the show? Oh, I'm a huge fan. You know, the funny thing is, though, I didn't become a fan until Australia. I didn't see the first season. My parents were the big fans, and they said, you've got to watch this. You are 
perfect for it. You've got to audition for it at some point. And so I became a fan in Australia. And then, um, since then, I mean, I just, you can't peel me away from it. But now that I have two kids, I always have to watch it at like 11 o'clock at night. Mm. But um, a huge fan. And, um, you know, like I said, my parents are the ones who told me, you've, you've got to audition for it. You'd be perfect. So I'm guessing they would have uh, been the ones proud as punch then when you got accepted on the show and when it's airing, you're like, come on, Mom, Dad, watch this with me. Yeah, oh, I'll tell you what was funny. When I walked off the plane and my mom, of course, they knew my brother had come out for the family visit. So they knew I had gotten at least that far. But when I walked off that plane, they all had a pretty good idea that, you know, I must have gone really far. if not one of the games that fresh bug bites when I was 96 pounds at, at 5'10". Mm. That's extremely tiny. Yeah, and I could imagine that, um, particularly for the ones in, involved in that final tribal council, that um, that must make it so difficult they're not being able to, to tell people like your parents or, or your, your loved ones or oh, everything. Because, yeah. I mean, you just want to shout from the mountains, I'm in the final two, but you've got to yeah. wait. Oh, you do. <laughs> it's so, so true. And you know how each week... When somebody got voted off, you know, you would be interviewed the day after. And so all my friends would plan these parties, these Survivor Watch parties every week. Well, at some point I had to tell them, no, let's don't, let's don't schedule one because I didn't want them to think, okay, well, she made it past this week. She made it past this week. I wanted to let them kind of suffer a little bit and think, well, maybe she went home. <laughs> so after the merge had happened, I was like, no more Survivor parties. I'm going to make everybody sweat it out. <laughs> That's a good way of looking at it. And, I mean, obviously you mentioned with Bobby John and Stephanie returning, it kind of, you know, had focus switched on them uh, throughout your season. What were your thoughts on those two returning? Were you were you glad to see both of them? Were you fans of Bobby John and no, Stephanie? I was ticked off. <laughs> I was so angry because I'm such a competitor and you know I played sports my entire life and I use the example of like my first marathon I didn't understand how to run the race my first marathon okay so I just went out there and did it the second time I ran a marathon I shaved off like 35 minutes and it's not fair if you come and you play against people who haven't played against the game so I am not a fan of having people come back from past seasons mm. again and play against these people who love the game, and this is their one shot, and they have an extreme disadvantage. Mm. It's not It's not fair. I'm really not a fan of that. And so I was very angry when they showed up, and especially seeing how Stephanie was extremely uh, a, a great player in Palau, so I was scared to death of her. And I couldn't believe they hadn't taken her out right away. I'm like, what is the matter with these people? And then Bobby John, you know, from Palau was so trustworthy. I knew I could at least make an alliance with him and, you know, go so far with Bobby John because you, you could trust him. Mm, well, that's one of the, I think, the biggest questions that, um, you know, someone like myself as a fan who, who watches these uh, seasons when returning players come and other people will say, it's like, why don't you vote these people out straight away? They know how to play. You know I... they're a threat. But I suppose it's really not that simple, is it? Well, you can use them to your advantage as well. So I think that must be what the other thing to keep them around for a while because, uh, you know, they could help us with challenges because they understand the game a little bit better. But I think it needs to be left to people who are survivor virgins. <laughs> and they need to be the ones to play the game. Mm. And I just don't like them bringing anybody back. At, back. It's just not fair. Um, yes, you could use them to your advantage, 
but it's scary. The longer you leave them in the game, they have a leg up mm. on you. Well, I suppose then that makes your win all the the more higher up there in the rankings, Stephanie. Because you, uh, sorry, Danny, I've got Stephanie on the mind. Um, <laughs> I've offended you once today by calling you Stephanie. Uh, you're one of only you're one of only two people then that has um, beaten returning players in in the win. Of course, yourself, you beat Stephanie, and uh, Sophie went on to beat Coach, of course, in South Pacific. Every time returning players have come back, they've gone on to win their season. So does that make you proud then to say that you've beaten someone like Stephanie in that final situation? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I think that just shows even uh, shows everybody how, how strong of a player I really was because I could outwit someone who's played the game before and she clearly controlled her Lions from day one you know, all the way to the end. And um, so that just shows you a strong player that could take out someone like that if she didn't finish it off a winner. Mm, we get so many things uh, said about Stephanie, not just from other uh, fans, but from our uh, guests. Uh, in speaking to Cindy from your season, of course, she uh, not a big fan of Stephanie, spent a lot of time talking about why she doesn't like her. Do you, do you find that um, Stephanie someone that you talk to still? Or what are your thoughts on Stephanie as a person in and out of the game? You know, I haven't spoken to her since after I won. Um, she just, yeah, just, <laughs> I think she dug her own grave. <laughs> You're trying to bite your tongue there, I can tell. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just, yeah, I haven't spoken with her, and I know she's, uh, you know, gone on and she's married now for the second time, and I think happily married with the kid, and that's awesome. I wish anybody the best. Mm. Um, but she really did a lot of damage in the game with splitting people's throats. Mm. And um, everything, I, I was really surprised because I liked her in Palau, and then when she came out in our season, it was all me, 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 I, I, I. I mean, she, everything was just centered around her, and she was a little bit of a spoiled brat. Mm. <laughs> and so it was it was just annoying. We there. hear that a lot. I mean, that's, I think, what um, a lot of people will say about Stephanie. She went from, you know, this high, mighty hero person in, um, in Palau to what she did in um, Guatemala. And we've spoken to Bobby John and kind of spoken a little bit about, um, you know, the transition. And uh, a, a lot of fans like to call her Stephanie. So, um, look, I'm... Yes, Stephanie. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just... I'm not agreeing or anything with that. I'm just putting it out there. We would love to speak to Stephanie. We, uh, we don't want to burn that many bridges. <laughs> yeah, no. And, and yeah, you know, she's just real competitive. I mean, I think that's... And she grew up with a whole... With a big family. She was a baby of a whole bunch of brothers. So I think she just grew up always with the center of attention. So she's just used to that. And I'm sure Bobby John, when he talked to you, he was trying to say that but in a very Southern gentleman way, wasn't yes, he? Yes, look, <laughs> he uh, very respectful, Mr. <laughs> Mr. Bobby John. Yeah. He was a very nice person to chat to. We um, When we spoke to Jamie Newton, of course, we tried to kind of, you know... Oh, he just let it out Oh, there. of course. You know, we, we, we talked about Bobby everything. Johnson, you have to bleep him. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I don't think we actually counted that, to be honest. Uh, Judd, we had to beep a few times for old Judd there. Oh, sure. <laughs> sure, that doesn't surprise me. Jed or Jamie? Yes, yes. That, they would be an interesting pairing, I think, to return, because that's one thing I always like to bring up from your season, Danny, is that no original cast members have ever come back to play. I mean, why do you think this is the case? Um, you know, I've heard that our season was the toughest, okay, as far as conditions. So, therefore, I mean, we had water. We had to go to the lake, you know, to grab and, and to bring it back and boil. And we didn't have a well. You know, we didn't have coconuts. We didn't have rice. We didn't have beans. I mean, you know that our conditions were so tough. It was so incredibly hot. There were so many mosquitoes that we just laid around a lot. So we, I, I think it, we were worried about being the most boring survivors ever because we had no energy to do anything. And so I think even on the, the crew, 
it was some of the roughest conditions. So I just don't think there was an overall um, good feeling that anybody took away from Guatemala. And um, we probably just didn't get the best edits because mm. we, we had to lay around. We were just not as exciting as some, and so therefore they don't. And we didn't have a lot of conflict. Mm. There was not a lot of, uh, other than Judd and Margaret and that one tribal council, everybody got along pretty good. Mm. And, you know, it's not the case a lot of times. We didn't have a wrestle, actually. Everybody was pretty cool. Yeah, well, that, that disappoints me because I, I'm a fan of Guatemala, and uh, I, I rank it in my top ten seasons easily, Danny. And um, I think that... You know, we have those characters from your season, um, you know, the Judds, the Jamies, um, you know, yourself, Brian, some of the earlier boots as well, Amy. I mean, these are these characters and contestants that I suppose um, I feel deserve a second chance. And it's just, it's very disappointing we haven't seen them had a second chance. Right, I wanted to see Brian get a second mm. chance because he's such a player. He's such a smart kid and loves the game. And I'm like, they should have second chance for people who just got caught up in something like a merge, not people that were mid-backed mm. out. Um, but somebody like Brian, who could really be one of the best players ever. And then someone like Amy, who was a rip. <laughs> she is the funniest person ever, and she would be great to bring back because mm-hmm. she's so full of personality. But I'll tell you this, they do it all winners. I'm ready. Mm. I still want to come back and play because I wouldn't want to come back for heroes versus villains or an all-stars. I want to play with the people who have won the game, the best of the best. I would love that opportunity because whoever walks away from that, you can truly say you're the best person mm, to ever survive. Mm, that's my dream season. I know a lot of people would say a dream season with that too because you're absolutely right. I mean, there would be so many uh, people in that situation that we're used to. I mean, it's people like Sandra, she's won twice. Boston Rob, we all know what you know surrounds him. These big characters that you would expect to dominate. But I suppose then that's when someone like yourself, Danny, who might not be you know ranked up that highly as an all-time great winner, right. but that's where you can shine and show how good you really are. Yes, I would love that opportunity because, like I said, I felt like I didn't get much of an edit last time for my gameplay, and uh, I would love that opportunity because I think, actually, my strongest weapon going into Survivor is people skills because I love people, and I can get along with people really well, and um, I think that works to my favor in the game, and um, I would like that opportunity. And and I'm strong as far as the challenges go athletically, and I haven't lost a beat, Mm -hmm. so I've been working hard. I've just been working hard thinking, you know, as soon as they call, I'm going to be ready. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's good to hear we like that. Have Have you ever been asked back at all, Danny? Can we ask that question? I thought yes, if I've ever been out back. I was like, yeah, I have. I lived there for a while. Just told you that. Um, No, um, they did call me for uh, heroes versus villains. That's about as far as it went, really. I didn't, yeah. I just want to come back for a <laughs> That's a good point to look at. It. But it's, you're obviously talking a bit about the edit and a lot of questions we have gotten in terms of your gameplay editing and that we'll get to in just a moment. But what were some of the moves then that perhaps you really made that weren't given much emphasis on camera or were there some things that you did that just didn't get shown at all and you were completely surprised? Um, that was something that didn't get shown completely, but... Um, I had such a good relationship with everybody out there, so I would hang out with people a lot, develop those relationships personally. But the thing that frustrated me, they didn't show enough of grace and myself, our relationship. And that's what frustrated me because we made an agreement. Well, we were, I was trying to make an agreement with him where I said, hey, I'll take you to the end race if, if you'll take me. And he didn't make that, um, he didn't make that pact. 
so this is what happened. I told Rafe, I said, hey, you know, I'll take you to the end, you know, if you promise me the end. Well, he couldn't promise me to the end because he promised Stephanie. And so I kind of went on playing like, you know, okay, I'm going to take you to the end, Rafe. Um, but I had to in order to get myself to the end. And then if he had promised me that he would have taken me to the end if the roles were reversed, you know, you know, I would have promised him I would have taken him at the very end, but he never made that pact. He had an, uh, an alliance with Stephanie and myself, so he thought no matter what happened, he was going to go to the end. And that's why I think he, he easily failed out of that final challenge. Mm-hmm. He couldn't tough it through because he thought either way he was going to go to the end, and I think he honestly thought he could win. And um, if he had promised me that he would have taken me to the end, when I won that final immunity, I would have taken Ross. him, but he never made that promise to me. And they didn't show that. They tried to make it look like I just split his throat, mm. and um, and I didn't, because I guarantee you, you know, if it was Brandon, who was my biggest buddy out there, because he was also from Kansas, um, if it had been Brandon, I would have taken Brandon in the end. No questions. All my friends and family know that. That's exactly what I would have mm. done. Um, but, but, but race, you know, you can't make, you know, you can't make a pact with the devil and then expect to take, you know... <laughs> have somebody like me take you to the yeah. end. That's just not going to yeah. happen. Yeah, well, a lot of people asked about um, the so-called deal with Rafe and, you know, what happened there where he kind of released you from any promises and everything like that. Because I think, I suppose, that really um, came, comes down to editing then, how they kind of portrayed that then in that final episode. Well, and, yeah, and they showed that he released me from any promise. and, and But I was sitting there thinking to myself, there was no promise there anyway because you didn't promise me back. And I think in order to have that relationship, we have to have that commitment on both mm. sides. And there was that commitment on both sides so I was sitting there going okay well I'm glad you said you could release me that helped me in the jury mm, yeah. <laughs> the final but you know and they, they didn't show on camera then uh, when we first merged and they started taking out you know my alliance one at a time I started really buddying up and hanging out with Rafe and Stephanie because I knew they were in charge of their their mm-hmm. tribe I knew they were in charge of that that whole group the whole alliance and so I started hanging out with them and you know we all just bonded, and for me, it was all gameplay because I was trying to craft that alliance. Mm. And um, we were out in the woods, and they did not catch us on camera, where Stephanie and Rafe said, hey, we want to take you with us, you know, the three of us to the end. And they said, okay, and I said, okay. And, of course, I'm going to agree to that. I didn't think they would ever really stick mm. to it because um, that was a stupid move on their part because that meant they'd have to slip the throat of every jury member, and eventually I knew that those people would be angry and wouldn't vote for them. But they stuck to it, and I thought that was the worst play that those two could have made, and I couldn't believe that they were actually saying that. Mm, yeah, well, I mean, these are the... And they didn't get any of that on camera. Well, that's the thing. These are the things that um, aren't shown, and, um, you know, particularly from a season like Guatemala when um, people criticize it, that these things that could have potentially... Um, painted a, I suppose you say, clearer picture or better light on it, Danny, because I think that, um, you know, obviously with the way people were messaging in and how it kind of played out with that Rafe deal, you know, we don't have to follow through with any deals, you come away with it with a a different, um, I suppose you say, feeling on yourself, don't you, about you taking Stephanie over Rafe? Oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. And, you know, um, you know, it's really funny too, do you remember the auction mm-hmm. um, when we had the family members and we could, you know, buy food or at the very end they brought out the family in our season. Mm-hmm. Well, Stephanie had kept telling all of us, oh, this is episode number or whatever. This is going to be the family visit. So we must be auctioning. It must be auctioning off family members at the end. So it's not everybody. Hold on to your money, you know, if you want your family member. Well, 
I knew my brother was coming out. I'd seen my brother, what, in seven days or whatever. I don't know how many days we had left at that point. So I didn't care to hold on to money to have my brother come stay at camp, right? And um, I also was in game mode. I mean, my focus was to win the game. So when we had that option, they all felt like they were sitting so pretty that, you know, they could just save their money to buy their family member. And I couldn't believe nobody else bid on that immunity clue. Yeah. That was a huge game changer. Huge. That was so big for me. That was the biggest crack because they had to vote out Judd and everything just, you know, laid out after that. But that was, I, could, I couldn't believe that. I think they just got so comfortable so many times in the game that you can't do that. You can never do that in the game of Survivor, mm. as we know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's um, another thing a lot of people were saying about that, buying that clue. Because, I mean, as you've just mentioned, there really is kind of that key moment that um, helped you into the final stages of the game and then basically walk away as a millionaire, isn't it? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Mm. Yep. And that's why you can never let your guard down at all in the game. And I get so frustrated so many times watching different seasons that people will let their guard down. I'm like, no, you can't do that. So, I mean, I hardly slept out there at all just because I was listening to hear if anybody talked. I was waiting to see in the middle of the night if anybody got up. I was constantly trying to think of, you know, strategy, especially when we merged. I did not sleep at all because I kept thinking, how am I going to crack this alliance? How am I going to crack it? I know there's a way. And, you know, I really believe that my people skills would help me because Grace and Stephanie just ended up liking me and wanted to bring me in on their pack. Mm, yeah, yeah. It's just so, I just can't get over how some of these things, like, come across on the screen, the editing, and then, you know, obviously we see how it all plays out. And then those key moves that you're talking about, you know, the challenge, uh, the auction, getting that um, getting that advantage helps so much. And, I mean, you, you get to that final tribal council. And I think that um, one thing that surprised me a lot about the final tribal council in um, in Guatemala is, is also Stephanie's performance, how bad she did. I mean, honestly, were you sitting there that whole time thinking to yourself, wow, I have this game won. She is doing terrible. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I thought it I doesn't matter... What I do or say, she's just digging a hole mm-hmm. for herself. And I was really surprised about that because you know, she's a smart girl and she's a, a good talker. So I thought, you know, or she might just come out and blatantly lie about stuff because at that point, that's really the only way she probably could have won the game. Mm. Um, but there was just no way around it. But yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was really awful. And um, to be honest with you, when I went into final travel council. I really thought, okay, you know, I, I have this one because, you know, I got along with everybody so well. I didn't slit anybody's throat, except I thought, you know, Rafe's going to be mad. He will vote against me. I know that. Mm-hmm. But everybody else. And um, I I started getting so distracted right before the travel council because I was so hungry. You know, our season, even in our rewards, we didn't get a bunch of food. Mm. And I started thinking about Cheetos and brownies and Coca-Cola. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, in a few minutes, I'm going to eat. And that's all I care about right now. Who cares about the million dollars? Oh, my God. I know. And it was hard to keep myself. I'm like, okay, wait, wait. We got to get through this. We got to get through this. Can't let your guard down. But I was just so excited I was going to eat. I can't even tell you. Mm. It was most incredible feeling. <laughs> You're only one vote away, too, of course, from um, getting a clean sweep, of course. Ray voted for yeah. Stephanie. Was that, did you kind of think to yourself, man, if I nearly got that clean sweep, it would have just made it so perfect? No, that doesn't bother me at all. Doesn't bother you. Not at all. I, you know, and because I, I did think to myself, well, what if I had, you know, voted, um, you know, stuff out and kept Rafe? Steph would have voted for Rafe. Mm. So either way, I would have lost one. And I asked, um, you know, some of the other jury members, and they said it wouldn't have made any difference if it was Rafe up there or not because he was so 
well liked because Rafe was really fun. Mm. But he put so many throats, you know, along with Stephanie that it, it wouldn't have mattered. In fact, what's really funny, um, they, uh, if they're, uh, Jeff is bringing in the, the jury for our final, um, for the uh, final three, mm-hmm. okay, when we were up there and I had the immunity necklace on, is they said, okay, we'll bring in the jury. Well, of course, the jury hasn't seen yet who had won immunity, right? Mm. And so when they walked in, and I had that immunity necklace around me in the final for the final three there, they all started high-fiving and just going, yeah, and just so excited that they had to stop tape, which they don't like to do. You know, mm-hmm. everything they like to be real. And Jeff said, come on, guys, you know, you're going to give it away. Mm-hmm. And so they went back and had him and retaped it. <laughs> wow, there you go. They were that excited to see you in there because they're like, Danny, millionaire, right now, she's won it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna. Yeah, I wouldn't. Everybody would have been like, okay, whatever. <laughs> but, um, but, but Gary said that him and Bobby John and all the guys were saying, you know, that night when the when they figured that the the final immunity was going on, they were like, oh man, I hope she wins. I hope she wins. All of them talking about how much they were hoping I, you know, that I had won. And so when they walked in, they were excited because they're like, they didn't have to vote for Stephanie Ray. That's all we cared about. <laughs> I like to hear that. But I mean, yeah. obviously, Danny, you win Survivor, you win a million dollars, you you know, become a little bit famous. I suppose for someone like yourself, though, I mean, you've been involved in pageants a, a very long time, so I suppose that was something really wasn't new to you. But what did you find really was the biggest thing that came from winning Survivor besides the fame and the money? Um... Uh, my husband, <laughs> because he's a huge Survivor fan, and um, I had won, or, or, sorry, I just come back, and was getting ready to air the first season. Oh, no, I'm sorry, it had been the first first show it already aired, mm-hmm. okay, and I was in a benefit in um, for a fashion show. Um, or fashion show for this benefit here in Kansas City, and um, he saw me on stage, and, and he said to one of his buddies, he's like, hey, you want to meet her? And um, they introduced us afterwards, and we just got to talking and stuff, and um, I invited him. I said, hey, do you want to come to one of our, my watch party next week? Just thinking that he already knew I was the girl on Survivor, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And he was like, a watch party? And I was like, yeah. I go, um, Survivor. I'm on Survivor. He about flipped because he couldn't. I looked. I was all made up on this fashion show, so he didn't recognize me because I just looked so awful on the show, and he couldn't believe it. Anyway, it was really cool for him because uh, he was such a fan. And then we just, you know, ended up, you know, dating for you know a year, and then we got married. Fantastic, so. a, a um, romantic yeah, so story. I think the biggest thing came from it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but he loved it. He, you know, was such a fan and. He loves it when he gets to go to all the reunions or, you know, any charity events that we go to because um, he loves getting to meet other survivors. Brilliant, so, brilliant. Kind of stuff. But, you know, I, yeah, you win a million dollars, whatever, but the coolest thing that coming from Survivor is you don't realize how good you have it back home. Mm. Even, you know, it, you just, I just realized I didn't need that much. I mean, just to come over and have, an electri- to have electricity, to have a grocery store, to have fresh water, I mean, that's all I need. Mm. I'm so happy. Um, but it's just incredible how much it changes you as a person out there. Yeah. And and how much your relationships that you build out there are incredible because you have no computer, no TV, no radio, no distractions. And so those relationships are just, it's just unbelievable. I mean, you just you just can't explain it. You have to experience mm. that. We find that a lot, I think, from um, whether or not we're talking to a winner or somebody who's one of the first to go, that obviously, you know, you you experience different things and you, you obviously appreciate every little thing when you get back home too. But oh, yes. as, as someone like you, 
yourself, Danny, who's a, who's a massive sports fan. Now, I've always wondered this. I'm a massive sports fan too. And I know if I was to ever go on one of these shows, I'd be sitting there going, oh, God, who's winning the football? Who's winning this? Are you sitting there sometimes thinking, wow, I can't wait to get home and find out who's, how my teams are going? Yeah, <laughs> yeah when I was out there, um, when I was on Survivor, uh, training camp had just started. And I'm a huge uh, sports fan all the way around. But was just wondering, you know, what was going on, and it was driving me crazy. But at least the season hadn't started, mm. so it was a good time. And I knew my poor Royals were just awful, so there wasn't any shot of them being in a pennant race. <laughs> so it was a great time to go. I'm like, I love my Royals, but I'm not missing much. <laughs> and the Chiefs haven't started yet. Perfect timing. Mm-hmm. I suppose, and that worked out well for you uh, in meeting your husband. That uh, you know, he just happened to be playing for the Chiefs at the time as well. You obviously knew who he was. Yes, um, I did. In fact. I worked, you know, in sports radio, and I had never interviewed Casey. I had never uh, talked to him or anything. You know, I would, I would see him, you know, like at training camp where we'd go out to get sound bites um, or, you know, in the locker room, but never, we never met. And I had only heard, like, great things about him, that he's just such a good guy. And he hadn't missed a snap in, um, gosh, was it six years? He hadn't missed a snap. Wow. He holds the NFL record for the most consecutive snaps. And um, he's just a hard-working guy. He's a typical offensive lineman. They're no show. They just get in there and do their work and go home. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, we like to hear, so, obviously, yeah. a good story that's come out of that. And, uh, you know, we're, we're very pleased to hear that. Now, we'll get to um, some listener questions in just a moment, Danny, and wrap it up with some five uh, survivor-based ones. But before we do, just a few things we like to touch on in each interview. Now, you've mentioned a little bit to me uh, off-air about... Uh, uh, being very busy, obviously, with your, with uh, what you're doing at the moment in your life. Now, I know you've started up a, a clothing company. Now, what else are you doing in your life, Danny? How have uh, things been since Survivor in seven years? <laughs> well, you know, I had been working. I mean, I worked at ESPN for a while. I was up in um, Chicago with Celebrity News, and my agent in L.A. was wanting me to move out there because um, we had some opportunities that were coming about. And um, that's when I just had to make, make that decision. You know what? I'm married now. I have two kids. I just can't go back and forth from today. I want to be at home with my husband and my kids, and I don't want us all sprawled out all over the country. So I just made that decision. You know what? I'm done. Um, you know, done done working, done with broadcasting. And I came home to Kansas City and um, basically was a stay-at-home mom. I worked a little bit on the weekend for a local company doing some previews for the Big Ten conference. But um, I thought, you know, i got to do something. I'm one of those people that just can't stay at home, you mm-hmm. know. I have to be busy. So my uh, good friend, Julie Zitlow, and another one of my friends, Jessica Lilja, whose husband is an offensive lineman for the Chiefs, we decided to start up a company called Sideline Chic. And it is um, direct sales. It's like a network marketing company. And all of our women who sign up to do the business are called coaches. And we have tailgate parties. And our clothing is all sports girl related. Um, if you are a fan of every sport, we do not have rugby yet. But however, <laughs> if it comes to Australia one day, we will have rugby, you know. <laughs> but we have football, basketball, baseball. I mean, everything you can think of. Um, shirts, we have jewelry, we have purses, we have all sorts of fun stuff. And we just launched in August, and we were um, mentioned on peoplemagazine.com, and we just got bombarded. So we're going like hotcakes, so we are so busy right now, but it is fun. It's 
so much fun. We will, of course, uh, provide links to uh, that website uh, on our website too, Danny. People can check that out because I know that's part of the reason why, obviously, we've been connected today. And um, obviously, I want uh, our listeners to be able to to see what you're up to and, uh, you know, send some money your way in terms of uh, getting some of your clothes as well. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. I appreciate it. And let me tell you, if anybody wants to do the business, I would love that in Australia because that means I have to take a trip to Australia, which is my favorite place. I love it. We'll get you back out here. I had a great time. (laughs) We'll make sure of it. We'll uh, get some sort of uh, businessman to give you a call and uh, work something out here. You can be in all our shops and everything by Christmas. (laughs) Yes, that sounds sounds great. (laughs) Make you a little bit more busy. (laughs) Yeah, right? I love it. I love you. We'll get to uh, some listener questions now, Danny. Now, um, our first one is kind of a listener question. It's just something really that um, was brought up in one of our other interviews. Now, we interviewed Johnny Fair play not a long time ago now that's obviously a good way to start a question isn't it johnny Fairplay? um and he mentioned he was told that you specifically didn't want to tell much to the cameras and production about your strategy during the game now i'm kind of bringing this up because i want to know is this true or is uh johnny Fairplay just full of <laughs> Well, uh, he probably is, (laughs) Um, but um, he's right. I was really concerned with um, if I told too much to, with with some of the questions I was getting through um, production, um, I could kind of tell what was going on with other people's strategy Mm. and just kind of things that were going on. So when I, you know, recognized that, I was like, ooh, I'm going to be careful. I'm, you know, I'm here to win, so I don't want to reveal too much of my strategy in, you know, to the producers. Mm -hmm. And I know that's bad, but I wanted to win. Yeah. Well, I mean, I suppose that's, um, it's a strategy in itself, isn't it, Danny? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And 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 that too could be part of the reason why they didn't give me much of an edit, but there was a lot of things that went on that they just didn't show Mm -hmm. that, you know, really could have been shown on camera that. Um, showed us working behind the scenes. Mm, well, there you go. Johnny Fairplay has brought us something that uh, is true. So the, maybe I'll go back and listen to his interview there, Danny, and uh, believe some of the stuff he told me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Hello to uh, Johnny, should he be listening. Yep. Our next question we have here, Ray Anthony Cortez of Louisville in Kentucky. Now, a um, bit of a lengthy one, but he just goes on about asking the original Nakum pecking order and who would have been voted out after Jim? Okay. Oh, gosh. See, I have to really think back. Um, probably after Jim would have been Judd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He probably would have been next. Um, and then, oh, gosh, probably Blake because, um, you know, he, he was so sick out mm-hmm. there. I mean, he was having so many issues. And we just never really quite clicked with him. He's a nice kid, but just, um, yeah, just never, never quite clicked. So he would have been next. And then it would have been tough mm-hmm. because, you know, Margaret and um, Brooke and uh, Bobby John and myself, we, Brandon, you know, were all so close. Mm. So um, I don't know. It really would have just de- depended on how people were showing in challenges because mm. at that point, you know, you've got to keep the strongest, um, you know, so you, you can perform well in the challenge. But definitely, I know after Jim it would have been Judd, no question. Yeah. Um, I love Judd, <laughs> but, um, you know, some of us had just already formed an alliance and, you know, we all had a lot in common and we were really close. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, there you go, Judd. You can uh, thank the Switch for uh, surviving a little bit longer. He also, uh, Ray, went on a little bit uh, and mentioned um, 
with Brandon. Now, you kind of already answered the point he brings here about uh, going to the final two. Now, he asked, would you have uh, planned to go to the final two with Brandon and would you have beaten him? Um, no, there's no way I would have beaten him. I definitely would have taken him to the final two. He's an outstanding young man. He um, is now, um, he, well, I think he just, just got back from Afghanistan. But he's been over there serving. Um, he's an unbelievable person, and he was a farm kid from Kansas. He wanted, from a small town, he wanted to get out and see the world. He has this adventuresome um, spirit and personality, and he wanted to get out of Kansas. He wanted to go see the world. I've traveled around the world modeling. I've gotten, you know, so many wonderful experiences under my belt, and I would love for Brandon to have been able to do that. And I think if he, definitely, if he would have won Survivor, as you know, it would have opened up those doors for him to get to do that. And so when he got voted off, I was in tears. I went back to camp that night and was so upset. And and I don't know if you remember this, but when he hugged me when he got voted off, he said, you know, you're like the big sister I never had. Oh. And uh, we, we and still were very close. Well, there so. you go. There you go. Well, it's good to hear that because uh, we haven't spoken to Brandon yet, so there's one of the ones you can connect us with, Danny. You never know. Uh, and thank you very much to Ray, obviously, for that one. Now, next one, Laurie Martin of uh, Innsville in Indiana wants to know, why did you not make tortilla, tortilla shells with the corn? Um, the soup and cooked corn must have gotten very old, and I would think that corn tortillas would have added variety to meals. <laughs> okay, well, she's absolutely right, but I can't even cook, you know, brownies. I mean, you know, <laughs> especially, but I'm better now, I'm better now that I am a mom and I have kids that I have to cook for. Um, but, um, and especially after being on Survivor, I love food so much. I really and truly go to the Food Network and, like, search recipes and cook yummy stuff. Um but no, you know, I wouldn't have had the first clue. We didn't know that's what was going to be provided for us. Mm-hmm. If we did, I would have learned beforehand how to make them. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought you had to have lard to make tortillas, mm-hmm. even corn tortillas. I'm not sure about that, but I thought that's what would hold all that together. But we did try to make little, you know, corn crisps. Mm-hmm. I mean, we tried. Tried. That's all you can do, so. isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Laurie's uh, also so. mentioned, too, that um, she thought one of the funniest home videos she's ever seen was uh, the one on your season and wants to know... Uh, if you still have your dog Hondo at all? Oh, you know what? Um, I still have Chisholm. He's still around, but Hondo passed away uh, three years ago. Ah. And um, it literally, we moved to Denver, and I had a friend of mine who was taking care of our house in Kansas City because um, my husband was playing for the Broncos. And I decided to leave the dogs in Kansas City um, so we didn't have to travel and back and forth because I still would come back to Kansas City at least you know, once every couple of weeks. And I had come home and just taken them for a run. They were doing great. I left, went to the airport. When I landed, I got a phone call that said something's wrong with Hondo. And um, he passed away that night. And it was heartbreaking because, you know, his dog, and he was the lovey one. He was mm-hmm. the one who always just come up and snuggle to you. So, so, so sad. But, um, yeah, they were the, oh, the love of my life. They are just the best dogs ever. Mm. But Chisholm's still kicking. He's old, but he's kicking. It's good to hear them. Very sorry, obviously, about yeah. Hondo. Laurie also mentioned, too, yeah. that um, she is uh, very proud of your win, saying you earned it, and a big congratulations, too. Oh, thank you. That's awesome. That that means so much coming from real, true Survivor fans. Because um, your season's obviously only recently just been released on DVD, too, so I suppose there's a slight bit of interest from some of the people who haven't seen it in a while, too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's been really funny how I was at the airport the other day in Florida and a lady was kind of looking at me weird and then um, someone's walking up and she's like 
were you on Survivor? And I said, yeah, Survivor Guatemala. Um, my name's Danny, and she's like, oh, I'm watching your season now. I just got it. <laughs> wow. And she said, yeah, she said, I just didn't become a fan until the middle of the Survivor series and was right, you know, right after mine. And she said, so I went back and I'm trying to watch all of them that I can. Brilliant. So, well, there you go. It's always good to cool. discover yeah. these new fans and kind of have that interest spurred on. Now, final listener one before we get into our five ones to wrap it up, Danny. Peter Carter of Melbourne wants to know, was it harder competing in beauty pageants or competing on Survivor? Well, for me, uh, it was beauty pageants <laughs> because I am not a beauty pageant girl. I did those for my mom. She wanted me to do them. I did them. They were fun. I made, I made some, I made some, uh, you know, some good friends. One of my best friends came from when I was in this Team USA. Um, but um, I love Survivor. I mean, even though I, you know, it's so, the conditions were so hard out there and, you know, there was no food. It is, besides the birth of my children and marrying my husband, the greatest experience ever. Like, just so cool. And if you know you're a fan of this show, when you get that chance to go out there and live your favorite show, mm-hmm. oh my gosh, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, it was hard, but it was fun. We're miss. USA and Teen USA and those pageants were just I couldn't wait till they were over and I was also scared to death when I got down to the final two at Miss USA I was like oh my gosh if I won this thing I'm going to be miserable I was so happy to be first runner out the happiest person ever to uh, finish second in Miss USA <laughs> yeah yes but I tell you it was funny at the finale on Survivor my girlfriends back home were like oh my gosh she's going to be runner up again they were so worried that I wasn't going to win that I was going to be you know second place wow so, thank god thank god I won finally like you won the one that you wanted to win I think yes exactly <laughs> and, and the thing you can always look at too Danny you and uh, Sandra Bullock then have something in common because she obviously was runner up on uh, Miss Congeniality when she played a oh, beauty pageant queen yeah. <laughs> just a little yeah, random thing funny. I get I get told I look like her all the time. So wow. funny. I um, it was somebody at the airport. I was walking up one time to the ticket counter. The lady was looking at me weird, and I got up there. And she's like, "I thought you were Sandra Bullock," and I was like, "Well, thanks." <laughs> <laughs> I did finish second in Miss USA, so you know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll get to our five questions now to wrap it up, Danny. Now these are all opinion okay. based, and I'm very uh, excited to get to question number four in a minute because I'll tell you about that in a minute. But Jeff Probst, obviously the host of the show, what are three things you learned about Jeff during your time? I'm filming Survivor. One of three things I okay, well, I didn't know he was from Kansas hmm. um, until I went into the, actually that was not during the filming, it was during the auditions that I found out he was from Kansas, so um, I thought that was really cool. Um, he's very uh, easily irritated <laughs> <laughs> because when we'd get up to those challenges and he'd ask if anybody had questions after they explained it, I always had a bunch of questions and he'd get so frustrated <laughs> with me. Um, but then the third thing is in, um, I was, I was so surprised how long our tribal counselor, tribal council would be. Mm-hmm. And he would really try, you know, he'd push until he'd get the answers that he wanted from people mm-hmm. And one time he stopped tape with me because he was frustrated that I was giving these everything to picnic in Kansas in September answers. And he got so mad at me. And, um, and I, uh, when he said, okay, I'm going to ask you the same question again, he asked it again. I gave him the exact same answer. <laughs> so he said, that's me. I'm not going to let him bully me. So I didn't know he could be such a bully, mm. but he couldn't bully me. Mm. So he can be easily irritated, bully, and he's from Kansas. We're, we're finding day. a lot about Jeff, and, um, you know, we obviously yeah. <laughs> look forward to the day we get him on the show too. And uh, I'll be sure to bring up the uh, the Kansas answer there, Danny, just to piss him off a little bit. How does that sound? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. The following answer is from Danny Boatwright. Here you go, Jeff. Uh, question number two. Yeah. What 
what has been your favourite season of Survivor and your least favourite season? Um, well, my favourite would have to be Australia because that was the first one, you know, that I, I watched. Mm-hmm. And, well, it's the second season, but first one. And um, so that had to be my favourite because I was just like, oh, this is awesome. Uh, and actually, my least favourite was just the last one that was on. Mm-hmm. I was really, I loved Kim, loved her. I, I thought she was fantastic. Um, but I think there might have been a lot of recruits that season. There was a lot of people who knew nothing about the game. Mm, yeah, yeah. There was no gameplay there. And it was an easy, easy, easy win for her. But, but she just... She's, she's awesome. Mm. I love her. I just met her, actually, and she's an incredible person. I was going to mention that because, obviously, you were just recently at um, the Hearts of Reality event and celebration, and um, we the last winner, actually, we spoke to on the show was Kim, and she was fantastic, and she has a huge fan base. Goodness me, everyone loves Kim at the moment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's great. You know, and just, just dominated those challenges. She dominated those girls. Mm-hmm. I mean, they all did whatever Kim said. But when you meet her, she's, well, you, well, you did. Um, she's very infectious. Yeah. She just, she, oh, she She's just an incredible person. Mm, I always like to find out, actually, with the winners before I get to question number three. Um, uh, some people will mention it, uh, mention to us if there's something like a winners club. I mean, do you get drawn to other winners at other events because you've got this special connection, or do some of the winners just really piss you off and you don't want to hang with them? <laughs> Um, no, you know, I, uh, I, I don't, I haven't had the chance because of working so much and then having, and, you know, having a family now to go to a lot of events to meet, you know, so many other survivors and winners. When we had a reunion in LA and then the Celebration Florida event for Give Kids the World, I, um, the only times I've gotten to meet, you know, some former players and winners. And so I, this was the first time I've really gotten to meet several of them, um, just, you know, what, a month ago. And I was blown away with just how incredible everybody is. Mm. You know, when you get into the game, it's different, and we all realize that, that it is a game. But um, there's nobody that really pisses me off um, as a winner that I can think of. You know, even Richard, I mean, he's just such a mastermind mm. at, you know, at the game. So, no, there's nobody that, that's really ticked me off. I think usually those are the people who are, are second place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, uh, I'll be very, lo- again, looking forward to question number four when I get to it in a minute, Danny. But question number yeah, three, yeah. Uh, again, yeah. I know you're a married woman, so uh, this might be difficult to uh-huh. answer. But uh, in the history of Survivor, who to you is the hottest ever contestant that has ever played? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> um, okay. You're going to have to help me out here because the name of this last season, yes. um, oh gosh, and I just sent him down on the floor and took a picture. And why can I, why am I drawing a blank? It's not Jay by um, any chance, is it? Oh, yes, that's <laughs> it. He is beautiful. And I told my husband, I said, oh, if I ever meet him, I just cannot wait to get my hands on him and give him a hug. And I met him down in Florida. I can't remember his name. Um, and he's a darling person. He's so sweet, but he is really pretty. <laughs> well, I think um, when we had him on the show, I've never received so many marriage proposals from women to uh, put to him, actually. And uh, he said he's very keen to come to Australia and accept some of them. <laughs> well, you know what? He, 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 he is cute and uh, really a sweet, sweet kid. And I can say a kid because he's a whole lot younger than I am. <laughs> <laughs> Big hello to Jay there. You've got a millionaire fan for you. Uh, now, question number four. Yes. Danny, I'm very excited for this question because... Um, I think with um, it's a two-part question, but one of the answers whenever we speak to winners generally only ever goes one way. So I'll see if uh, you answer it honestly or you answer it the way I'm expecting to for you to. Uh, question, part one, in the history of Survivor, who to you is the most deserving person who has never won and who to you, Danny Boatwright, is the most undeserving winner? Oh, gosh. 
deserving winner. Oh, sorry. Um, the, okay, first of all, first part again, the most deserving winner. No, most deserving person who win? has never won. Person didn't win. Okay. Mm. Uh, oh, gosh. Um, well, Brian from my season, that, he, uh, that, that told you I would love for him to be back on because he really needs to be a winner and could be a winner mm-hmm. easily. Um, him and then, let's see. Uh, oh, Terry. Yes. Terry from um, uh, the, the RSC season. Yes, Panama. Um, Thank you. Yes. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, he won everything. And then Bobble on the last challenge? Are you kidding me? Yeah. And he's a great person. Oh, yeah. Loved him. But there's a few. But, you yeah. can give us a few. We, we like getting a few. We like to widen the horizons. <laughs> um. Okay. So, not Russell. <laughs> Uh, which I know a lot of people say that, but I'm like, he, they do. The, I, the biggest key is social skills, is people skills, is being nice. If you didn't have the social game, that's huge. Mm-hmm. So I hate it when I hear people say people that. People are 50-50 with Russell on this show. They'll either love him or they'll hate him. Yeah, exactly. In life, too, yeah. really. Okay, uh, <laughs> Ozzy. Ozzy's another one. Yes. Um, Ozzy and I couldn't be two different people. I mean, we are so further from one another. It's incredible, but, um, but I like him. He's a nice guy. And he's just, I mean, he is survivor. Like he could just live out there, you know, the whole time and be, you know, just totally fine. Um, and, um, hold on, let me give you, let me give you one more. Who else I was thinking of someone else that was, oh, I don't know if they're the most deserving of the hadn't. But Maddie, mm-hmm. they called him Maddie, Matt mm-hmm. from, the, uh, I can't remember which the name of the season was that he was on that they had the first Exile uh, Island or whatever. As in, um, uh, Redemption, Redemption Island. Island. Redemption yeah, Island. Yeah, the, um, the, the, yeah. the Christian guy who got voted off came back voted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know yeah. who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. He was too, too, too naive, but, um, but what, what a, I mean, just to stay alive, you know, at Redemption Island when the way he did. And what a nice human being. Yeah. I mean, he's just such a nice guy. So, yeah. So there's a few That's for fine. you. You've, you've, you've done a very good job in avoiding answering the next part very well, Danny. <laughs> no. Oh, I'm ready to answer this I part. want to hear, I love hearing winners answer this question because, as I said, we generally get one answer, but if you're honest enough to tell us who you think, I, I want to hear it. Um, look, and this is going to really tick people off, but please, please understand the second part of this. I like this person. Um, but I'm going to have to go with Boston Rock. Mm. And I'll tell you why. He dominated that season, yes. But how many times did it take him to win? Exactly. Mm. And I love him. I was great. And I was even pulling for him. Like, you know, I wanted to win because he just like him so much. He's a, he's a likable guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, and I love Amber. And, you know, I think that they're just an incredible couple. And I know Boston Rob is, you know, liking me in my season. So it's not anything I like him, but it's like, gosh, when you play against people, you haven't played before and you've played four times mm-hmm. or whatever, it's so unfair and that really hurts me. I just don't like that when they played against people, you know, who haven't played out. Obviously, I made made that clear yep. at the beginning of you this did, interview. You did. But um so I I have to say Boston Rob, who everything's such a great and yeah, by the fourth time and you watched it and you know everybody and you just you know, you you know how to walk right through mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Well, he does get answered a so. few times in that one, uh, Danny, and he also will get answered for the oh, really? final one, which I'll get to in just a moment. But um, I, I will say, because I, I, people sometimes say to me, don't bring it up with the winners, Ben, because they don't want to hear this. You have been answered in that category before, which disappoints me, because I'm not just saying this yeah. as a suck-up to you, because people, again, call me a suck-up. I yeah. am a fan of yours, Danny. But I, I will also say you, you yeah. get answered in the next one as well, so that kind of balances out. But what do you say to, uh, to people who say you're undeserving, Danny? Stand up for yourself right now. I want you to. Well, uh, well, first of all, anybody who's won the game is 
deserving yes. um, because they 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 beat everybody else. I mean, they they beat them out. They they outwit them. They outlast them. I mean, even with Boston Rob, when I say he wasn't deserving, it's because he had such a huge advantage because he played before. But still, he walked right through that. He sailed right through the season. Um, but everybody does. And there's just it, there's so much that isn't shown because they can't because of editing, as we know. And um, that's what's sad. But, you know, I think people who can 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 their season, you know, win over people um, by having a good personality. Mm-hmm. And um, I didn't go out and dominate every single challenge at the very beginning. I'm extremely athletic, and head to head against any woman, I did dominate. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had a challenge with puzzles, <laughs> um, but I knew that was my weakness. And and then you know I made the right moves at the right Right time. How can that be the most undeserving person when I didn't wait to bid on family members? I didn't, you know, uh, I, I I voted for an immunity clue that helped me, you know, me, or uh, a clue to the next challenge to help me win immunity. I mean, those kind of moves are good player moves. I mean, they're not just I'm going to sit back and just hope that I float through this thing, you know. That's not at all. And you know, the other thing is our season. Do you remember when we had the merge and you had the opportunity to either compete or yes. eat? And I knew that my guys, their head was on the chopping block that I was not. I could have eaten, but because I was in the game of Survivor, which I love so much, and I was there to compete, I competed. I was so hungry, but I said, I'm not going to do that. I'm in here to try to win or, you know, to support my guys since they are, their head's on the chopping block, and I can't sit over there and eat and watch them compete. I mean, that wouldn't be mm-hmm. right. I mean, to, to make things like that, I think, show that you deserve to be a winner yes. because you had the full experience out there, and you, I never one time in my game let my guard down ever, and I think that shows you being a very smart player and a very deserving player because I played far, far. I mean, I, I played the game the best that I could, obviously, and, and I won. it worked. I mean, this is the thing. You played it the best yeah. you could, and it was better than everyone else because you won. I, I always like to um, give winners that opportunity because um, from the winners we've had on the show, the, the ones who have been answered as undeserving, I just think it's it's fair. You mean, you know, as I said, the answer I will yeah. say yeah. that I was mentioning Seriously. that a lot of the winners Love. give, Danny, is what you said before, that everyone deserves to win. And, I mean, that's something it obviously – I agree with, right. but we just like to sure. stir the pot a little bit. <laughs> well, but then, hello, how can anybody say I'm the most deserving when I won yes, immunity? Exactly. I won it. I didn't ride anybody's coattail. I took charge. Mm-hmm. I didn't ride one coattail that whole time. I was in charge of my alliance before we merged, and then once we merged, you know, we, we were the minority, so we just kept getting picked off. But And then I, I found a way to crack the very top of that alliance. Exactly. There was a one hotel that was that was ridden, I cracked a major alliance, and I won immunity. How can you call that the most undeserving? That's exactly what I agree with, Danny. And as I said to you before, just Sorry. some some no, don't <laughs> apologize because I'm telling you now, people people will say I'm a suck up to all my guests, which I am, I'll admit. But I will uh, be a bigger suck up to people I'm a I'm a fan of, Danny. And uh, you're one of them. So look, I'm I'm happy well, I'm happy you. to sit here for you for ten hours and defend your gameplay if we had the time. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll get into question number five because I will tell you that you may have been answered for that one, but you have also been answered for this one, which is a good one to be answered okay. for, and that is, Danny, in the history of Survivor, who to you is the greatest ever contestant and why? The greatest ever contestant and why? You can answer yourself too. <laughs> Wait, did you say winner? Or anyone. Just, just... It can be a winner, can be oh. anyone in between. Well, in 
Didn't you argue, oh, gosh, who's the greatest? Okay, let me give you one, the contestant, and then a mm-hmm. winner that I think is the greatest person ever. Um, well, of course, I would want to say Brandon because he's my favorite, one of my favorite people in the whole mm-hmm. world. Um, and because of, just let me tell you this, when all the guys our season were laid out, throwing up, you know, eyes rolling back in their head, they're all dehydrated, Brandon was sick. He did not stop working. He walked over to the side. I don't even know if they showed this on our season. It would throw up. Okay, because he was so sick from dehydration and everything. His feet were bleeding from blisters, but he is such a farm kid that he knew he couldn't stop until work was done. He he got out there and was getting the wood, was getting the water, was going to shelter, was getting the fire going. I mean, he was a tough kid and so funny and a heart of gold. So he's one of the greatest people ever on the mm-hmm. game. And I don't think, you know, they, they got, you know, people got to see that um, because he didn't last long enough to really, um, for you to get to see yeah. that. That he 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 was he's an amazing person. Um. Oh gosh. Probably for winners, Tom. Yeah. 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 I think he's just a, he's a great dad. He's a good family guy, and um, being a firefighter and uh, what he experienced with nine eleven and the way he dominated all those challenges. I mean, just a, an incredible person, and I think uh, probably the greatest contestant ever on Survivor. I like that answer. Tom gets um he's been answered a few times actually, Tom, which is good. We haven't um sure. Oh, I'm sure we haven't had uh, <laughs> Tom on yet. We've spoken to him. We're just obviously trying to uh, get some things finalized with him. But um, as I said. You have been answered in that one too, Danny. So that kind of balances it out, doesn't it? Wow, yeah. Well, thanks for that, whoever answered me on that one. (laughs) I'm pretty sure off the top of my head, as um, we're telling these up, and I don't have a list at the moment, but off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure Tracy answered you um, for Greatest Ever. Oh, wow. Um, Brian possibly did. I'm just trying to think uh, off the top of my head if he might have said you because he obviously spoke a lot of love for you. So, you know, the feelings are obviously mutual there. But uh, I'm going to find out for you, Danny. I'm going to get it to you. Well, I appreciate that. Well, let me tell you, Brian and I, we even said if we had been on the same tribe from the beginning, we would have been buddies because he's, he's just fun. I'm sure you had a great interview with him because you the character. We did. We absolutely uh, we enjoyed it. And I've absolutely enjoyed this chat to you, Danny. I can say it has been an absolute privilege chatting with you today. Good luck with the clothing company. It sounds fantastic. As I said, we will provide links and everything on that page. I do hope we see you on Survivor again in the future. And also, uh, no doubt, we'll get you back on the show here to uh, chat to you more on Survivor hey, Oz. Thank you. And I have to tell you, one of the things that I did dream about out in, um, when I was in Survivor was Tim Tam. Yes. Now, hang on a minute. Oh. Can, I, can I just say to you, Danny, I, um, we spoke to Natalie Bolton recently, and she's a fan of Tim Tams. And we mm-hmm. said to her, if um, she got us poverty on the show, I would send her a packet of Tim Tams. If you get me some uh, fairly biggish names that we've been trying to get, I'll send you a carton of Tim Tams as well. <laughs> Sounds good. Oh, I love it. I love them. bribing. I was not a fan, not a fan of Vegemite. Oh, no, oh. I'm not either. <laughs> okay. Awful. I'm, I'm Awful. Australian who doesn't like Vegemite. How does that make me sound? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that's funny. Pleasure to hear that interview again, and thanks everyone who voted for Danny to have that episode played Again, again, the winner of Survivor Guatemala. No spoilers. Uh, it's an ongoing joke, by the way, in case people don't know. We, uh, a very long time ago on Survivor Oz, had somebody message and complain that we had spoiled the winner of Guatemala. And this was a very long time after Survivor Guatemala had aired. Uh, and I will say, too, we, we had a bit of 
comment and feedback during the week in regards to spoilers, particularly when it came to our Amazing Race uh, episodes. And we've we've long suggested to people that do not visit our page or unfollow us or just avoid social media until you have seen the episode. Because while, yes, we are sorry that you were spoiled due to a post of ours, at the end of the day, we can't be responsible for making sure that everybody doesn't get spoiled. We have an audience to cater for. A majority of our audience is based in the North American continent. I don't know why I explained it that way, but it's a continent. It's North America, so I guess that makes sense. And we generally, for the most part, cater towards that viewing so we can get our content up as quick as we can so it remains relevant, it remains out there, so people get on top of it straight away and listen to it uh, rather than rely on whatever scheduling Australia is happening to do with that. And for the most part, given that I personally am not in Australia and the majority of our hosts who are hosting the Amazing Race episodes are based in North America. They don't even know. Obviously, Jared is based in Australia. But we, we again, we're sorry that you were spoiled, but it's a firm, firm rule on this show that generally we will post things uh, after a certain time. And also, generally, if the official social media channels are posting something, we're going to follow on that lead because we're then generally under the assumption that enough time has passed to do it. So please, if that is an issue to you, we apologize. <clears throat> Excuse me. But please... Uh, unfollow us until you have seen the episode. It really is that simple um, because social media may seem like your life, but uh, at the end of the day, social media isn't your life. I'm sure you can avoid it for a couple of days until you've seen the episode. Uh, from personal experience, it's not that hard. Uh, next week, we will be back for another Flashback Friday episode and we will put another poll up in the coming day or so for you to vote between uh, two classic interviews or maybe episodes. We might do something different this week. Who knows? Um, and, of course, as always, vote on our page. I've just told you to unfollow social media. If you don't want to be spoiled, this isn't really a spoiler. So jump back on Facebook and vote in that poll. And as always, we're open to suggestions. Please let us know who you would like to hear uh, in a future installment of Flashback Friday. But thanks for listening to our Danny Boatwright interview, classic interview from the Survivor Oz days. Uh, until we're next week again, my name is Ben and thank you for listening. Good night. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.